award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad y'all are tuning in today, and we've got a fun show. Thanks for uh tuning in this week and uh, i've got mr don king with me today he's gonna help us uh shuffle the cards around the poker table here. yeah you bet i'm glad you dealt me in this week here jason yeah. i'm really glad to have uh, the doctor in the house the doctor yes dr brooks tiller is with us today he's a speaker an author an athlete and a performance coach uh, a doctor in physical therapy yeah and uh and a little circus activity on the side yeah too. It's, it's gonna be an interesting conversation <laughs> i can already tell but yeah, Dr. Brooks uh, Tiller, uh, drbrookstiller.com if you want to check him out. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he uh, lives here in the Nashville area and uh, came across uh, across your Instagram page. You sent us a little uh, uh, doctor's I th- note. I think we got a prescription, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, I'm a doctor, so you can print it out and take it into work. I don't know if they'll actually like it but you can tell them that you needed a little a little recreation need a little uh nature therapy and uh go spend the day out fishing or hunting or just walking in the woods and you know that's all we need just a little time outside yeah that does a body a world of good doesn't it does it? you know that might work at the wildlife agency i it better <laughs> but i'm not sure it might it may not work downtown national yeah. at the offices down there but you know worth giving it a try right? give it a shot uh, tell them what your Instagram handle is there. It's uh, Dr. Brooks Tiller, D-R-B-R-O-K-S-T-I-L-L-E-R. Uh-huh. So you can find uh, the, the nature deficit uh, prescription That's right. <laughs> form there on his Instagram and on his website. Yeah, so. Get rid of that nature deficit disorder. It's uh, <laughs> running it's, rampant. It is a nasty thing, yeah. I tell you. So uh, anyway, today's going to be a fun show. We're going to be chatting about the outdoors and, and health and fitness and uh being prepared to get outside and enjoy the outdoors but uh just want to learn a little bit about you before we uh get too deep into it how did you um learn about the outdoors how did you get introduced to hunting and fishing it, it all started when i was before i could think you know uh, when i was growing up went out with my dad my granddad uh-huh. and whether we were squirrel hunting rabbit hunting uh, deer hunting. Normally, if I went deer hunting, nobody saw anything. Uh, but <laughs> I always squirm there. Yeah, yeah, but I was having fun. And I uh-huh. was out there with them. Uh, you know, one of my earliest memories is rabbit hunting uh-huh. with my dad, and my granddad. We didn't have dogs. We went to a, my, my other grandfather's farm, and there's a lot of briar patches along the cow pastures. Yeah. And I, I wound up being the dog most of the time. <laughs> you know, I had the run them over this way. Exactly. <laughs> and we would get to the briar patch, pawpaws on one side, dad's on the other. And we knew there's probably rabbits in there. And I was small enough, I could kind of weasel my way through. And I had the <laughs> briar proof pants on, and I would just go tromping through. And, you know, if I saw one, I may yell or I'd hear them shooting. I knew that we got a rabbit so uh-huh. that was one of my earliest memories you know and i was not old enough to even carry a shotgun but there were times when if we saw one sitting somewhere i might get to pull the trigger although mm-hmm. it was being kind of manhandled by dad <laughs> but um you know and it was really how i started and, yeah. and then got in more into squirrel hunting as and then as i got older of course deer and 
now Turkey and, and doing everything else. But that's really how I got started, just walking in the footsteps of Paul and Dad. Yeah. And you have a, I know you have a passion for introducing folks to the outdoors and getting people out there. Um, I, I noticed a video on your website, uh, your son Thor, which yes. is a really cool name. Thank you. I have to throw that out there. Um, you took him on his first hunt. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, I mean, he's only three, uh, and I just wanted to get him out there. I uh-huh. remember my dad and granddad taking me, and I told you know he wanted a bow. Actually, we, we, he saw me shooting my bow in the backyard, and he wanted a bow, so he saved up his coins, uh-huh. and we went to the store, bought a bow, and we got out there and took his bow. And took my bow, and I knew it was going to be an adventure. And most <laughs> of my life is nothing but an adventure, which I love it, you know. Mm-hmm. And in in the whole trip, we went to a blind. We sat there, and I made sure it was a warm day, so we wouldn't get cold. And it was probably we probably got out the blind like one o'clock in the afternoon, knowing that they're not going to be moving very much. Uh-huh. We sat there maybe fifteen minutes, and it. It was an adventure. As you, if you watch the video, I won't go into mm-hmm. detail of what all happened. But when little <laughs> kids go to the woods, they have things that they that happen, and you're not always prepared for. Yeah. Uh, but we had to go back to the truck, take care of business, and <laughs> and uh, and then after that, he decided he wanted to go just pretty much hiking. Mm-hmm. And so we swapped out the bow for a twenty-two in case we happened to see a squirrel, and we just went walking and. I let him guide me. Uh-huh. He he likes to draw maps. We talk about maps a lot at the house. And cool. So he would just kind of direct me. And, yeah. and by directing me, I would help him a little bit, you know, do which we, which way should we go. And we walked uh, probably a good mile or two up uh-huh. and down the hills and hollers and ended back up at the blind. And, you know, he was so proud. But it was, <laughs> it was the thing of getting him out there. He, he just enjoyed it. It was like, I, you know, love being in the woods, spending time, and it was just us. There's yeah. no distractions. And I, for him, like, even now that we're going fishing, I uh, just went last week over to Laurel Hill with my dad, and, you know, he just, we're there two hours, and he's ready to go. We'll pack it up and go in. But, you know, yeah. every fish, he catches every fish, of course. Uh-huh. And he catches the <laughs> and big And they're this ones. big, right? They're always this big. <laughs> uh. And, uh, you know, so he's. It's just a joy to take him out there. But that first trip was just, I think it was more exciting for me than it was for him. Mm-hmm. But knowing that he just loved being out there and just being with me was was just a joy. Yeah. And you got to see some deer. We did, One yeah. showed up. We actually yeah. got back to the blind. <laughs> We're in the field, and I think I put on the video. We're shooting a slingshot in the middle of the field. And I look at the far end of the field, and I see a deer walking out into the field. And so... <laughs> He and I, you know, I, I was like, oh, let's keep, you know, I started whispering to him, and we got down and crawled back over to the blind, and got in the blind, and you know, let him look through the binoculars, and and you know, we saw actually two deer that day, and and it was it was really nice on the way back uh, to the truck. It was you know, he was ready to go, and we're walking back, and I mean, I I got choked up because I'm I'm just you know, well as I'm walking, I'm just thinking about this is the land that. My dad, my granddad taught me to hunt on you know, uh-huh. that I've hunted on for as long as I can remember, and and I was just grateful. I mean, this is the fourth generation tiller on this land, and and it was, it was I was I was getting a little choked up, and you know just thankful for the Creator for giving me this right. opportunity, yeah. and then all of a sudden three deer pop up out of this hollow and just stop, 
up, you know, <laughs> over in the field, and he actually saw him first because I was just deep in thought, holding. You know, we we're holding hands walking through the field. Daddy, and he points, and there's three deer just stopped on top of this little oh, hill, man. this little ridge right there in the field, just looking at us, mm-hmm. just. And I, I was like, I mean, I got chills, you know, and uh-huh. I was, boy, it was, that was one of those experiences where I just kind of had to look up and say, all right, all right, okay, gotcha, yep. you know, yep. kind of thing. And it was, but it was a, it was a great, just a great time. Just that's cool. I'll, I'll never forget that one. Great memories. That's, that's awesome. I love taking my son out too. And it's a, uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's it, real fun. it kind of appears that the Tiller family always Every day there's an adventure, you know, <laughs> and and uh, I'd like to, you know, say, hey, go visit the website because yeah. it, it's fun looking at the videos and things. And, and you're uh, you guys adventure to Costco, <laughs> yeah. Even that's yes. Everything is an adventure. <laughs> that's that's fun. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, when you have uh, somebody in the family called Circus Mom, yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> yeah. that does tend to make yeah, things you, fun. Yeah, we have circus equipment all around your house. It's our house is hunting and circus stuff and it's we're we live somewhere between a tent in the woods and a circus tent somewhere that's kind of we're in the you're some you'll catch us somewhere in between well tell us a little bit about the circus things y'all do and what probably not the normal circus you don't have lions and tigers and bears and that kind of thing no no but, no live animals uh i'm the closest thing to a wild animal that we have uh but we do a lot of uh performing for uh, you know, big events, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be concerts, mm-hmm. um, you know, corporate events, things of that nature. The Opry, and the Opry. Yeah, we've been, <laughs> cool. we've been, yeah, we've been blessed to be on the Opry, uh, both you know, downtown and and uh, the new one out at Opryland area. Uh-huh. Uh, we we've hit pretty much every major venue. We've worked with you know, predators and titans and country music stars and videos and. You know Nissan and everybody that's big in town. We've pretty much either been at their place or worked with them. And it's a lot of fitness acrobatic types. It is. Right? It's very circus olay. If you've ever gotcha, seen the gotcha. the aerial circus olay, uh-huh. but we also do fire breathing, fire dancing. Um, I mean, you you name it, and it's if it's <laughs> it, you know and it, it's and a lot of times it's funny because we will be in a situation where somebody's like, "Hey, are you able to do this?" And we'll we'll a lot of times say yes, and then go learn it. <laughs> figure out how to do it, yeah. you know, and and uh, we can make that happen. Yeah, I mean, we we know that it's possible. Then you know, we'll 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 make sure it happens somehow. And then we you know it we give you know it's just giving someone that wild pill. And people come to Nashville yeah. all the time, yeah. for venue, you know, for just like entertainment and. Uh, the big corporate events, sure, and so it's great. You know, there's big corporate events there, and then all of a sudden, you got people breathing fire and yeah. <laughs> you know con- contortion and flying from the ceiling. Right, it is. It's really, really impressive. It turns it into Nash Vegas kind it, of thing. It really does. It really does. Yes, <laughs> and and uh, it might even blow something up, right? Sometimes we blow stuff up. Yeah, we. We have the uh, permit to blow things up if needed. That's cool. Put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Maybe we should get something to blow up at our shows. Don't Man, that would be something. I think the road it? crew could have a little uh, pyrotechnics. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, we can figure that out. Right under the drum riser. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. them shoot out of the crowd. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on. That's that's a, that's a cool uh, transition. Uh, y'all are, you know, fit folks, um, healthy. 
uh, it's amazing what y'all can do with the circus, but then you translate that to healthy hunting, and you you have Healthy Hunter TV on your website, right? Uh, and and I see you got a Healthy Hunter T-shirt on right now. Um, I like the way Brooks talks about conserving the hunter, right? You know, yeah. given given that that guy that's uh, been doing it all his life, maybe a few extra years in the woods, you know, that he might not have otherwise if he if he didn't take care of himself. And uh, so that talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it really started, I guess, with my grandfather. Uh-huh. Um, when I was seventeen, my grandfather passed away, and like you know, like I told you earlier, my dad, my granddad, and I, you know, we were always together. Yeah, um, I had two uncles that we hunted with a lot, and and several cousins, and we were always in the woods doing something uh-huh. in some form or fashion, fishing, hunting, just you know, building a fort or something, you know, in the woods. And I lost him when I was 17. And it was at that age where, you know, you're, you're not quite, you're, you're not quite smart enough to ask the questions you ought to ask yet. And as I, as I got older and I went, I went to physical therapy school, I got out and I was traveling around a lot, working with a lot of, you know, professional and high level athletes. Right. Actually had a client who reminded me of my granddad. Uh He came in you know, big, big scruffy white beard, and and one of his goals was to be able to bow hunt, to shoot his bow, and you know, and his shoulders were pretty messed up, and he started working on his shoulders, and he when he was able to pull back his bow, uh-huh. it it was like a light went off in my head of this is what I need to be doing. Um, it's not about you know seeing somebody on TV mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, as as an athlete or former athlete, however you want to c- consider me, and um, that's where I always thought I would be is, you know, playing baseball and uh-huh. on the big stage or something. But working with those guys and then working with this guy who, you know, all his goal was to shoot a bow mm. and to be able to, or you know, and, and I had another guy who just wanted to be able to go fishing with his grandkids, and it hit me. I was like, man, that there you that's go. it, and. I can't go back. I'm not able to turn the clock back and tell myself, 17, hey, like your granddad might can stay around a little longer if he's a little healthier and this is things you should know or these are things you should ask or mm-hmm. this is what you, you know, you should enjoy these moments with him a little bit more. Uh-huh. And I can't go back and do that. But what I can do is I can share what I've learned over the years working with you know, the elite and through all the education. Mm-hmm. But I can share that with those who can go spend time with their grandkids. And if one one kid gets to spend one more day with dad or granddad in uh-huh. the woods, it could be a complete game changer for that kid. You know, he goes fishing instead of going getting in trouble. Yeah. You know, instead of doing something that he shouldn't be doing. He's sitting in a deer stand with dad or granddad, and the wisdom that he can gain that day over the trouble he can get in it could change that kid's life. And, yeah. You know, no telling what the impact will be. And so for me, that's really, really where, where I'm at. I just, mm-hmm. you know, right now, my focus is helping outdoorsmen, whether it be on a one on one basis. You know, if, if somebody's like, hey, I want to go get fit for this or that, I can help them and get them set up for that. Or if it's just, simple 
exercises that, you know, I don't even work on them one-on-one, just in an article or a video. Hey, oh, there's an exercise I can do to help me get ready for turkey season. Yeah. We were talking earlier. You don't have an office, per se, that people can come visit, but they can contact you, and, and you can kind of work with them on their schedule and that sort of thing. So Exactly. So And I do that through either – Online uh-huh. with the, the miracle of the mm-hmm. interwebs, social uh, media, and everything. Yeah, just... I mean, I can, you know, we can see where you're at. Whether if you're, you're like, hey, I'm going to go elk hunting, well, you're you're different than, hey, I'm a big duck hunter. You know, right. what we're going to do may be different. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really do a cookie cutter program. Sure, um, you know, I kind of see where you are, what your goals are, and then figure out how we can go from A to B. You know, just like a map. I mean, we got to follow the course, and then I can do it. Personally, you know, go meet you at your gym and do it, but you can also do it online, you know, with the, you know, take a video of uh-huh. this exercise or just stuff you can do at home. I mean, I work out in my own backyard most of the time. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, just you're busy, you got kids, you got family, you got stuff going on, your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I've got 30 minutes, I want to be able to get it in and, get, and be done. And I, very minimal stuff. You don't need a fancy gym. If yeah. you've got a backpack and a, you know, you could pretty much do pretty much everything you need to do with just a backpack if you really wanted to. Uh-huh. But that's really the focus is just helping people meet them where they are, mm-hmm. and doesn't have to be anything crazy fancy. You know, just, well, you say you tailor it to the to that person, but give us an example. Uh, say in your diet, what would you change in your diet for a certain activity? Say, I'm trying to get back into deer hunting. What would you suggest? So, you know, and strength training and that kind of thing. Yeah. What would you suggest? So, if it was just we look at your diet. The first things first is most people don't drink enough water. Okay. You know, you're dehydrated. And people don't realize, even in the wintertime, you can be dehydrated. Mm-hmm. In the summer, we sweat. And so we know, oh, we're, we're dehydrated. But in the wintertime, when we breathe out, every time you see that puff of smoke, if you will, that breath come out, uh-huh. that is water, you know, particles coming out. Mm. So you're going to get dehydrated. And when you're dehydrated... It increases your blood pressure. Your heart has to work harder. Then you see a deer, and there's actually a study that shows that the deer uh, or the buck fever is real. And they had a study. <laughs> it is, yes. And yeah, and, and they had a study where it could just be a doe walking by, and your heart rate can elevate to pretty much what a dead out sprint would be. Uh-huh. And you're sitting there and stand. Yeah. Well, think about that, and then you get all this adrenaline rush, and then if you kill something, and now you've got to drag it or load it up, you know, you got to pick up two hundred pounds or even just a hundred pounds, but it's oddly shaped. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you're dehydrated, your blood pressure's already up, your heart's already overworked. Now you got all this adrenaline pumping you up. You're gonna, you're gonna stress your body, and that's why you know, and it, and in cold, your your body naturally has to work harder just sure. because it's cold and the blood pressure thing again so one thing just be drink more water mm-hmm. you know a lot of guys would take coffee mm-hmm. to the woods in or the whatever. thermos yeah. in the thermos <laughs> which is fine but maybe pack a couple of things of water with you yeah and you know make sure that you're drinking your water even the the day before the night before kind of overhydrate if you have to right, right. and you know that would be the the most simple thing to do is drink water throughout the week, even if you may not have as much that day. Mm-hmm. At least your body has that water in there, and you're yep. getting it. You know, and other than that, it would just be, you know, watching what you eat and just being being aware mm-hmm. of what you're eating. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as that doorsman, 
when we're eating deer or turkey or fish that we've got ourselves, we do probably take a little more pride in that, a little more awareness of this is where it came from. But whenever we're running down the road and you grab a sack through a window, you're not you're not going to be thinking about where did this come from. You're just shoving it down your gut, you know. Mm-hmm. So be be aware of what you're eating. You know, look at the sugar is a big thing to yeah. watch out for. Um, sugar can actually dehydrate you. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll hold on to more. And then just being able to get ready and, and do things that will challenge you a little bit. You don't have to be a marathon runner, but do a little something every day just for 10 minutes. You mm-hmm. know, do 100 reps or 10 minutes of walking just to get that heart rate up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just so when that deer does walk up, your your body doesn't overreact and freak out and like, why is my heart pumping? Yep. <laughs> so you have that you're you're used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you got about a month there before the season really gets underway in September. You know, or you could be training and walking and just preparing yourself. Yeah, take the stairs at work, mm-hmm. and you know <laughs> we do that a lot around here. Yeah, yeah, the elevator's <laughs> been out for about a month. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> my kind of place but uh you know and walk just walk around at lunch take a you know after you eat your lunch just take a walk yeah five, 10 minutes uh-huh. and something as simple as that you know but i mean if you're you know as, as us eastern flatland guys as they call it if we want to go out west i mean our training is going to be different we're going to have to put more miles in on the boots with the backpack and yeah. all that i mean elevation you can't really train for that right you, you know unless you've got a bariatric tr- chamber in your backyard or something uh i don't i don't have the money for that um but you know so you got to kind of cater to what you're doing yeah but you know if you're going to be duck hunting or deer hunting there's a few stretches we can do to make sure that our hips and our low back doesn't hurt us mm-hmm. keep those kind of limbered up but you know drink water cut down on the sugar be aware of what you're eating and just the more you move, the better you're going to move. Hey, one I got one question uh, regarding diet. What about, you know, you hear a lot of conversation these days about a keto-friendly or a keto diet. What exactly is, is that? So a classical ketogenic diet is primarily your body is learning how to burn fat. Your body is learning how to burn ketones, which is a byproduct of fat. And so in that... It's, it's been used a lot for a lot of mental um, brain functions, uh-huh. you know, um, from anything from ADD, um, autism, things of that nature have shown to, to work well. Hmm. Um, Improve. Yeah. In, in, you know, and in, in you're more focused and uh, with your brain power, if you will. And, and the main thing in there is, is your carbohydrates are cut down really low. So your body is learning to run on fat. Mm-hmm. So you have fat and protein, and then you have just a little bit of carbohydrates. Technically, I guess, scientifically, uh, quote-unquote, the ketogenic diet is 50 grams of carbohydrates is your max. Mm. I mean, that's not much at all. Which mm-hmm. turns to sugar, too. It's that carbohydrate. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you have that 50 grams, of that of, but that's all the sugar that your body gets. Right, that's good. Yeah. Keeping that low. Yeah, and then, you know, and, and it does kind of mimic a fasting diet mm-hmm. in a way, which – Instead of just not eating, you're getting stuff. You're getting the protein and the fats, which fats is how your hormones are made out of fat. Mm -hmm. Your muscles made out of protein. Mm. And, um, you know, carbohydrates is that quick burst of energy. It's that real dry kindling you throw in the fire. Mm. But the fat fat is the big log that's going to burn all night long. 
So you could, you know, if you were more in a ketogenic state, which, um, you know, we wake up after six, eight hours of sleep, our body's kind of in a ketogenic state already because we're, we haven't had any quick carbohydrate fuel. And if we didn't eat for three or four days, our body would start living off our own stored body fat. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and then, but it's more of a, just training to get there. The okay. ketogenic diet is more of getting there and, and, you know, we do a lot of low-carb recipes and things of that nature uh-huh. uh, just because of the sugar factor. Sure. You know, in 200 years ago, our ancestors had less sugar in a week than we'll have in a meal. That is pretty amazing yep. when you start looking at yep. those stats about how, how much sugar there is in everything that's that's out there. Yeah, and it it's hidden in a lot of places. You don't realize. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, I don't want to run out of time before we hit on the uh, – the thing that caught my eye when I was checking out your Instagram page, the American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Uh, we have American Ninja Warrior in the house. <laughs> and I want to hear about that experience. That is so cool. It it, it happened um, kind of just just happened. It was just I, – I don't know any other way to put it. But someone saw a video uh, of the our circus mm-hmm. act and contacted us. And, and my wife had been after me for a while. You need to – get on American Ninja Warrior. You know, these guys are doing this crazy <laughs> stuff. You do crazy stuff. And I just never really checked into it. They sent a thing, hey, y'all, would y'all want to put in? And my wife was actually pregnant at the time. Okay. And, you know, so you make a little video, send it in. Well, you get a phone call and says, hey, we want you to come be on the show. Can you be here in two weeks? So there's not a lot of prep time. You don't. You're either ready or you're not. It's kind of Hollywood calling. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Here you know, we go. We're going under the big lights. So we took a trip. Uh, my wife's nine months pregnant at the time. Actually, our daughter was born about a week after they filmed. But we go down to Daytona, and you know, it's it, it's an all day process. You uh-huh. know, and you get to see all the big Hollywood lights, the big Hollywood cameras, mm-hmm. and through the process. At first, you know, I mean, I didn't. I'm, I'm planning on winning a million dollars. That's my uh-huh. that's my objective. Yeah, of course, you're going to win. Exactly, and I fall short. And uh, and at first, it was kind of like you know, you're defeated, and you don't want to think about it. But the encouragement and stuff from other friends, from my wife, uh-huh. it was sure. amazing to be able to see like what happened after that. And it's blessed me to have opportunity. I get to go into schools and other places where I might not be able to go and speak and talk about overcoming obstacles, Uh but also get to talk about my love of the outdoors, my passion for hunting and fishing. And I get to bring it to people, some kids, who may not ever see it otherwise or hear about it. So it's been really a blessing to do that. We kind of didn't really talk about that much, but that's a big part of your life, too, is the public speaking. Yes. So so that's another another reason to go visit the website. Yeah, Yeah, the website's got a lot of information on it. Your blogs are out there, your videos, your uh, some reels from your speaking engagements and things. So go check that out. That's uh, drbrookstiller.com, drbrookstiller.com. And uh, give him some love and check it out. And uh, we appreciate you being here today. Thanks for having me. It's it's a blessing. I love what you're doing here. And. We want to conserve the outdoorsmen so that we can conserve the land and the wildlife. Exactly. Cool. Right. I like how he says that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> we may coin that phrase. Conserve to conserve. That's right. <laughs>
All right. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in today. Thank you, Brooks. Thank you, Don. You bet. And uh, we'll be back here again next week, as always, here at Tennessee Wildcast. And we thank y'all for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.